Hello, listeners. You are about to listen to the Two Tools Baseball Podcast. This is a show for any and all baseball fans, and it is led by myself and my co-host, Travis. I am what you would call a stats nerd, and my buddy Travis was a total stud on his D3 college team. Our goal is to try to show you how we view the game of baseball. And maybe we'll share a few laughs along the way. So grab a drink, kick back, and join us on this wonderful ride through the 2021 MLB season. Enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Two Tools Baseball Podcast. I am your co-host, Travis. I'm sitting right here next to my other co-host. Alex. <laughs> we were recording this here on Sunday night. It's about actually right now at 9 p.m. on the dot. Um, what a crazy, you know, second week of baseball we had, you know, this week. We, we witnessed almost a perfect game, but turned out to be a no-hitter in the uh, Chicago White Sox series. That's right, that's right. We, um, we, we witnessed a lot of, you know, almost, I want to say the, the highlight of the whole entire week was this weekend. We almost witnessed... World Series October baseball with the Dodgers and the Padres. Right, yeah. Um, Definite I mean, postseason collision course right there. It was a really, really awesome, unique, you know, you know, watching it, at least on TV, I can't imagine what it was like actually at the game, um, seeing, you know, and hearing just the crowd come to life. Um, it was a great treat for us that we got this week. Any anything special you 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 like from this week? Um, well, I, there was a lot of great baseball uh, that was played. Uh, it was great watching Padres Dodgers. The emotion that those teams kind of play with. They both kind of have a chip on their shoulder. Both kind of view each other as a, as a threat. It seems, and they really kind of, you know. Uh, put on some interesting games this weekend uh i guess a bit of a downer this week travis you and i were actually supposed to be at an angel game today we were supposed to be at that the is correct yep. minnesota twins versus los angeles angels of anaheim Ooh. at the big guy at the big a we had nice seats actually and unfortunately uh for us uh there's been a bit of a covid outbreak uh, uh, unfortunately for not only us but for you know all the fans for both mm-hmm, teams mm-hmm. and the players as well hopefully you know everyone stays safe but it is really a, a bad situation um it, it it's it was really uh you know bad news Saturday night we were like okay not only is Saturday's game canceled but I bet you tomorrow will be canceled and sure enough it was um and I heard even tomorrow's game between Oakland and Minnesota is also oh post- really okay. it's already being postponed yeah, so I, they're really being preventative with you know I guess I guess the Twins current outbreak they might not they might not know the extent of it or they might not know um exactly how long it'll last because they're already postponing games you know going into the week so and 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 looking even even to the to the nationals met series the first opening weekend game of the season about two weeks ago it almost took them like four or four days to get everything cleared with covid you know it's not a one or two day kind of thing you got it takes time to kind of sort this thing out so twins and the twins fans are probably really just disappointed right now with the way that things are starting not only with the record but also with you know not able to get games in it i mean for me as an angels fan and for you as well i mean the way the game we saw friday was i mean that was a great show for the angels and for the fans to see i mean just just an onslaught of runs great pitching the the way the way the angels are currently uh you know manufacturing runs the way that they're currently the way the offense is looking, even though right now we had a we went from a slump a slumping Anthony Rendon to an injured Anthony Rendon, yep. and the offense is still you know really really cooking. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Max Stassi, obviously our best uh, catching uh, option uh, offensively, 
you know, replacing him with Suzuki and Ben Boom, it really hasn't mm-hmm. slowed us down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that the way the Angels offense looks is super telling uh, in terms of, you know, what kind of season we can expect from our, our lineup. And, uh, yeah, Friday night was a perfect example of how most uh, definitely yeah. they can produce runs. Most definitely. So uh, we'll start off this, uh, you know, this segment going over kind of our review. So, you know, th- of course, this week we're going to go over, you know, teams that we thought, you know, who's hot and who's not kind of. Um, you know, part of the segment of the show. So, I, of course, I want to ask Alex, you know, on his list who he has uh, right now for, you know, kind of finishing week two and, you know, the, pretty much the first two and a half weeks of the season right now. Who, who's your who's your hot team right now on, on your radar? Okay, yeah. So, in terms of a team that I currently am very impressed with, uh, it's hard not to mention the team that is uh, clearly far and away running away with the leagues at, you know, number one spot. Uh, in terms of like power rankings or in terms of a, you know, uh, who's king of the hill right now. It's obviously the L.A. Dodgers. Um, they just put together a really impressive, fun series with the Padres, and they came out on top of that series. Two games to one. Um, all three games were down to the wire, close to the late innings. Um, I felt like both teams had a chance all three games. But the Dodgers, you know, they kind of have that pedigree. They kind of have that um, the winning uh the winning formula kind of figured out and it feels like they're kind of veterans in these kind of games. They've really uh, been there, done that. So they came out on top of that series and they have, you know, the best record right now. Um, it feels like they're the most talented team, even without Cody Bellinger this weekend. Without, you're right, without, you're right. without Bellinger still coming out and uh, really showing up versus uh, the Padres, uh, the pitching looked really good. Mm-hmm. Bueller, Kershaw, Bauer, they went, you know, with their three best guys against San Diego. And it showed with it really their did ab- show, ability yeah. to mm-hmm. limit runs. Mm-hmm. Um, the bats, even though the Padres also had some great uh, pitching performances, that kind of limited the run scoring of the Dodgers. Uh, the, situa- the situational hitting from the Dodgers is still uh, very good. And the, um, I guess, just kind of the talent throughout the whole order. Like you see guys like Chris Taylor stepping up. Guys like... Um, McKinstry, too. I mean, yeah, I mean he's Mc- kind of been the new Kiki up, Hernandez up, of that team. Up and comer, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's totally... You know, kind of taken over. Uh, you know, his his he kind of knows his role in the team, in, on the team in the lower part of the lineup, and he's doing his job in a big way. Justin Turner is, for some reason, just putting up like almost MVP like numbers right now. Like this early part of the season, he's got some really impressive batting numbers. Um, the team's looking very good, and it's no surprise that you know they should impress anyone who's watching their games. So they're Most my they're yeah. my team. What about you, Travis? What's a team that's really uh, uh, got you excited so far? Yeah, so the team, it's actually, you know, it's funny. I'm going to stay actually in California. Um, the the team for me right now that just kind of just shocked everyone with the way they started, I mean, unbelievable kind of bounce back, and that's the uh, Oakland A's. I mean, right now they're on an eight-game winning streak. Um, they started the season – uh, they started the season, I believe it was like one in seven. And, you know, offense looked terrible. Pitching looked terrible. It, it was just, it, it just seemed like their season was over. You fast forward one week and they're right now, you know, in the hunt for the AL West right now back at it. And so, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's something special when you see that team, of course, you know, you know, winning eight in a row and really bouncing back, you know. Uh, like I said, I just think that they, they were down the dumps, um, caught a spark, and now they're riding it. So we'll see what happens with that. But, I mean, you know, winning eight straight eight straight games in MLB is, you know, something that doesn't always happen every single year. And so um, Definitely. It's, it's, it's really, really unique to see a team like that, you know, down the dumps kind of, you know, come back and, and you know, now, be, now almost be back in, you know, contention for, you know, putting up, you know, a strong month in April. No, yeah, I think that the A's are a very um – you know, they, they shouldn't be slept on because of that start they had. They had a, a weak start, and we know what they're capable of. They're 
more than capable of winning the um, uh, AL West this season. Definitely. It's kind of up and up for grabs division. Um, but what I will say is that the A's, uh, this could be my Angels bias setting in where we're kind of division rivals. <laughs> we always kind of are rooting against the A's. Definitely, yeah. We want to we have the better record um, in the division. But uh, what I will say is the fact that, you know, th- they did have a, a very impressive uh, turnaround in their season, but it was against the Arizona Diamondbacks right. and the, yep. the Detroit Tigers uh, in this last uh, week or so. And that, to me, tells me that I do think they're turning it around, but I don't know if I'm sold yet. I don't know if I'm sold on... I totally agree with you on that I, stuff, too. I don't know if I'm completely sold, and you know, we'll see if they can maintain this kind of hot stu- hot streak they're on. Their bats were all kind of weak for a while, except for the exception of, of Mark Canna, who's mm-hmm. uh, been very good. Uh, I'm a fan of his, but um, if the team continues to step it up in more ways than, than one, I, I could see them you know, being a strong force in the AL West, but... I'll have to see more. I'll have to see more. Um, I think it is a good pick, and it's good that we brought them up because um, they've earned our, our discussion this week. Yeah, and, and and not losing a game, and you know, I mean, going the last ten games are nine and one. I mean, that 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 right there is to me is really really special as well. And so, For sure. um, they're definitely you know a team that's going to be there in the end. And you know, it, I think everyone thought that you know the A's are going to be a team that always will be around in August and September. Um, with that, so and, and moving to you know staying in kind of the area of you know who's hot right now. Right now, who who's your player, and and, and right now, who who's who's kind of you know so yeah in, catching in, your eye in terms of a player that I am impressed with currently, I'm gonna want to highlight. Uh, I stay with the Dodgers. I'm gonna highlight Clayton Kershaw, who I just don't fully understand how he's been able to maintain uh, the form that that he's been in the last decade. Uh, as most of us know, he's a guy who won uh, you know three Cy Youngs uh, in the beginning part of this decade three and four years. It was a super impressive stretch of time. Uh, and then uh, a couple seasons ago, his ERA for the first time was in the threes. It had been in the twos mm-hmm. for like seven or eight straight years, and then it went up to the threes. And the everyone's like, okay, maybe this is him taking his foot off the gas. But then last season, in that short season, I believe he had an ERA in the low twos, and then now we're looking at this year, and he's just being uh, just totally elite again. And, and I really don't know when he's going to stop. No, and, and even just watching that game on on Saturday, I, I mean, what a duel he had with Darvish. And then he came up in the fourth of the fifth inning with the bases loaded, and everyone was just like, you know, oh, God, this is why we need the universal DH. And, you know, we were talking about that as we were watching the game. And literally just chokes up, works works the walk. I mean, I think he had about he, four he, or five he, foul He did dips. battle. He, he totally he just, battled. He totally battled, and he, he made Darvish throw strikes, and Darvish couldn't throw enough strikes and ended up walking him, and a run came home. And, you know, th- as you look at that game and you look into to the ninth inning, I think the Dodgers were up 2 nothing, and I think it was Pham or something like that who hit the ball that Mookie dove for. But yeah. you look at that at bat, and if Kershaw strikes out or gets out, you know, it, it, it's a one nothing game going in the ninth, and the Potters, the Potters have a chance to walk off right there. So um, yeah. really helping out his own cause. I mean, it, I mean, like you said, I mean, he's he's one of the elite of the elite players. Yeah, lo- looking at his uh, numbers currently, uh, I see a yeah 2.19 ERA uh, in 2021 here. He's got four games started and 24.2 innings pitched. That actually leads the National League in innings pitched. So oh, wow. he's kind of being wow. the workhorse of this rotation that's already stacked to start with. You're talking mm-hmm. about Bueller, Bauer, and the depth goes on with guys like May, Gonsolin out of the pen, but you know uh, Price out of the pen. But you, you, just looking at these these uh, these names um, that are in the Dodgers have on the mound. The fact that Kershaw at his age is still sort of the guy 
Um, obviously, this guy's ready to take over that job when mm-hmm. he's ready to, to give it up, but he's not ready to give it up yet. His, uh, you know, his strikeouts is still uh, super impressive for his age, and uh, yeah, his 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 ERA kind of tells the whole story. So yeah. uh, that was a really impressive outing against San Diego this weekend against the, an elite lineup. And uh, so, Travis, I guess we'll kick it over to you now. Uh, who's a player that's uh, you're hot on right now? And I, <laughs> I mentioned him last week as well. Um, He's just continued to kind of just be the, the the number one player, I'd say, right now in, in MLB. I think a lot of people would agree he right now is going to be probably the favorite for the NL MVP right now, and that's uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, you know, just watching his games, and every single night he's doing something big. You know, either he's getting on for his team, he's scoring runs, or he's, you know, hitting a big home run. Looking at his numbers so far for the season right now, it's actually it's, it's just mind-boggling. Right now he's leading baseball in runs. He's leading baseball in hits. He's leading baseball in home runs. He's leading the NL in RBIs. Right now, he's batting 433. I know it's going to go down. Yeah. Probably, no one's probably going to hit 400 this season. But right now, he's second in MLB in average. He's about 20 points. Um, actually, no, not 20 points. I, you know what? I think about 20 points actually behind uh, Brandon Nimmo from the Mets. Oh, really? So right now, honestly, he's almost got the you know triple crown when it comes to those three stats. And then you look at on base. Right now, he's fourth in MLB on on-base right now. He leads MLB in slugging, and, of course, he leads MLB in OPS and OPS Plus and total bases. I mean, this guy is like he's the, doing it all the right for now, real yeah. package right now for the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves really aren't, you know, clicking yet. I, they still have a losing record, but, I mean... Great win today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 he didn't... I don't think he had any, you know, home runs or any RBIs in the game. He actually got pulled... For like a I think yeah 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 a little yeah maybe a little a freak injury small yeah. small thing yeah and we, so we hope. and so I mean just watch him and looking at the stats I mean it's just I mean he's 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 coming into himself right now and it, it's going to be special to see what what the season holds for him I mean with these numbers if they can hold up and they can stay consistent I mean he'll have a year that you know everyone will remember um, possibly you know one of one of the most special years in the 21st century so far I mean yeah, yeah he's so, he's really off to a great start yeah what I will say about Acuna is. I guess any reservations I had about him before always kind of lied in maybe uh, bel- like less than desirable uh, like walk rate. Like I feel like his discipline was always a little bit lacking. And starting in 2020 and continuing into this season, he's turned that around for sure. I feel like he's shown more patience at the plate and it's sort of reflecting in how good his on-base has been 2020 to now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he's always had the ability to hit for average and power, but I think a- a- a factoring in an increased discipline kind of, rounds him out completely now he's mm-hmm. not just like a dynamic player he's like a truly uh you know uh, he he i mean er- everyone fears him because now you have to of course get to respect the fact that he's not going to chase as much mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. not going to you know take the bait and he's gonna you know really punish you if you do walk him he's gonna punish you in the base pass of course as well yeah. so yeah. a walk to him and it's almost like a double because he might steal the bag exactly so. and, and, and even gra- ground balls to the infield he could beat out you know as yeah. a pitcher you're kind of like how do i get this guy out of me if i want i want the ball i want the ball hit in the air with his speed that ball might leave the ballpark. Right. So, so it, he really is doing it all right now. It's really special to watch with all that stuff. But, um, you know, translating into, you know, who's not doing so well right now. And I want to I want to start off with you with 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 a team, you know, in the MLB that, you know, we, we've been discussing for a little bit. And, who, you know, it is shocking. But we, we have something to say. Let's put it that <laughs> way. We have something to say. Who is your not? right now with the baseball world who what, what team so my, the team that i want to highlight in a negative light is uh 
you know, people who are following this last week of baseball probably already know, but we have to bring it up. The Yankees are looking very poor right Atrocious. now. Atrocious. They are not playing good baseball. Uh, I believe they only have five wins still. Five wins, and literally Jay Bruce today said, screw it, I'm hanging it up, I'm going to retire. And yeah. I, I, I wonder if that's with his poor performance or what. I who mean, can blame him? Who can Look at his team. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I know. I Just looking, so I think they just got swept by the Rays. Yep. We, should, we, should, we should start the off. Ra- the Rays, I believe I saw a stat. They have... They have won eight straight series against the Yankees dating back to 2019. That is actually I, I mean, really the Rays crazy. have owned the Yankees right now. It's it's Jimmy Choi is Garrett Cole's father. Yeah, <laughs> but but um no yeah the the Yankees are uh, you know really leaving a lot to be desired right now. Uh, they seem like they always have injury problems, but even besides that, the pitching rotation just does not look as good as advertised as we thought it might be coming into the season. Kluber uh, is just not. Old Kluber, which many people kind of saw coming, but they're kind of hoping for like a bit of a rebound. Yeah. Hasn't yeah. really happened. A high three, a low four, kind of a four or five starter would have been probably something they, they would have been hoping right. for. Right. As, as, yeah. as, as a two or like, you know, two, three, but probably a two guy mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. on the team that's trying to make the World Series. Where they were the definitive AL favorites going into the season. To, to get that from your two starter is just not really yeah. uh, what they expected. Um, Cole is still Cole. He's still super good, but yep, yep. hasn't really been like on a elite like Degrom style level. Not even as good as Kershaw this season mm-hmm, so far. Mm-hmm. And you know, many starts ahead for him. He's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. You can just say a healthy Cole is gonna be a, a top five pitcher in the league. There's yep. no question there. But um, just the lineup is not producing runs like it needs to right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Judge and Stanton just look like they're confused up there. I mean, strikes striking out at an all time high right now. And yeah. And and and. and a big reason why I want to highlight this team right now is because, for whatever reason, the uh, MLB power rank last week had the New York Yankees as the third best team. They had they were the Yankees at the time were five and five, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now they're five and ten. Are yep, they five and ten? Yep, yeah, five and ten. So yeah, they lost yeah. five straight. So I mean, I don't want to say "told you so," but last week in the podcast, yeah. me and Travis did say the Yankees are too high. You can't just rank them third because of. Their preseason and, and their and preseason. Yeah, yeah. We're not trying to make predictions here. We're trying to look at the on-field product and make our best judgments. Mm-hmm. And they could end up in the playoffs. They, no, c- they no, could. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, could. Yeah. But based on what we're seeing right now, they shouldn't be in anyone's top 10, let alone third, yeah. as they were last week for the exactly. MLB. So uh, let's just hope that when we see the next power rankings for the MLB, they're not third again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be pretty funny if they had a losing yeah. record. But, you know, I've seen stranger things. But... <laughs> But anyways, the fact that the Yankees are, you know, putting up the kind of poor performances that they are, definitely surprising to everyone. They were the American League favorites going into the season. They still could win. They, they could they could still easily win their division and be scary in the playoffs. They have that kind of talent. LeMahieu, Judge, Stanton, their offensive skills are just, you know, not to be questioned uh, when they're playing at their best. And then Cole and then a solid pen, you know. But, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, Nothing to praise so far. Nothing all, at all. All we really know is what they ki- could be, but they're not showing that right now. So no, definitely, they're, they're they're my they're my team. I'm low on right now. They're the team that I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll drag them in the mud a little bit mm-hmm. until they kind of wake up. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis, what about you? What's a team that you want to kind of talk smack on right now? Yeah, and my team, we actually you know spoke a little bit about you know the beginning of the podcast. Um, I'm gonna actually just go with Minnesota Twins. I think right now, you know, with just the situation that they're dealing with right now, not only you know with losing ball games and yet not having a great record, the, the start they wanted to have, but also you know COVID-19 setting in and kind of you know almost taking over the clubhouse now. As you as you see from this past weekend, me and Alex went to the game on Friday. Um, Angels, I mean, just 
handed it to the Twins. I mean, it looked like they're off. You know, it was it was a pitcher's duel for the first five innings, and I was like, man, this could be like a one or two nothing ball game. Yeah, I liked what I saw from Heaney to start. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, made him look made them look confusing. They had a lot, you know. They, I remember they didn't have a Buxton in the lineup. Right. And I was kind of like, you know, wow, I mean, I wonder why Buxton's not there. And, of course, you didn't have Simmons at the lineup as well. And so they were missing some guys. And, um, but they did pack in the righties against Heaney. Yep, yep. Still weren't able to produce the runs like we know they can. Yep, guys exactly. like Garver and Cruz at the top, they weren't able mm-hmm. to generate much. Exactly. And so, um, and, and, you know, just looking at that loss, and then you look at the situation that happened on Saturday. And then, of course, it didn't, you know, it resulted in no game Saturday and no game today. And, and I even go back to previous, before the Angels series, playing the Red Sox. Um, they, you know, they, they, they played three games against the Sox and they only won once and they lost two of the games. Um, kind of just look like a de- depleted team right now. And, you know, the, the central right now, I'm not going to say it's, it's, it's got a clear favorite because the White Sox are, are struggling as well. The, the Indians are doing good, but you know, I think they could do a little bit better. Um, and then of course the, the Royals, they're doing great. I don't see, of course, possibly going till June or July. Right. You see a lot of teams, of course, you know, have strong first months. Yeah, and teams, teams will fade without doubt. They'll, yeah. they'll fade out. I honestly, you know, I think the Twins will be just fine. But, you know, right now I just see with, you know, you're, you're not only playing the opponent this season, you're also playing COVID-19. So mm-hmm. it's definitely taking a big toll on their team. And it's, it's really, you know, they're, they're, they're a really, you know, ugly situation now that they have to deal with. So that's why I kind of have them at my, you know, Who's not right now ready to right, you know a, as a strong presence and in baseball? And so it makes a lot of sense. Makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense mm-hmm. that pick. Mm-hmm. So moving to that, uh, you know, who's not? Let's go to you with the uh, you know which player right now is uh, is is not not clicking. Right. So yeah, the the player I want to highlight as the guy who is uh, not being impressive right now. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, go to Javi Baez, shortstop for the Chicago Cubs. It's actually funny. They did a little bit of a, a mini roast session against him on the uh, Sunday Night Baseball on the broadcast tonight. I forget if it was uh, A-Rod. I think it was A-Rod talking with Buster only, maybe. I, f- I forget exactly who. Mm-hmm. But um, they were talking about how his plate discipline, they're comparing it to Acuna's and how Acuna's has really kind of uh, corrected itself. And they're they showing essentially swings, like pitches in 2021 that were swung at. And mm-hmm. Acuna, almost all of it's in the plate. And if it's sorry, in the strike zone. And if it's not in the strike zone, it's a little high, a little low. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's On finding corner, he's yeah. finding his pitch. Yeah, yeah. Acuna's finding his pitch. And Baez, the little the little heat map for pitches, <laughs> it was all over the place. Oh, yeah, it was unreal. Yeah, and yeah. there's tons of balls like almost in the dirt mm-hmm. that he's swinging at. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the numbers now. And for uh Javier Baez's 2021, I see one walk and twenty-five strikeouts. 25 strikeouts does lead the MLB, and the one walk for qualified hitters probably must be the lowest number. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine there's anyone who's played as many games as him that has only zero walks. So, yeah, yeah. Um, he also is rocking a 192 batting average, the 250 on base, uh, 442 slugging. The OPS plus is 88, which means <laughs> he's you know, about 20% below average hitter. Yeah. Yep. Which, uh, as a former all-star, former MVP candidate, mm-hmm. uh, world champion, he, he's just not putting up the, the season that you know w- we've come to expect from him uh, as of a few years ago. But the last two seasons really have not been impressive from Baez at the plate. Obviously, uh, a five-star fielder, but um, looking at his uh, his kind of plate presence, the last two seasons, the the walks to strikeout rate is a super concerning. Uh, in 2020, we had a seven walk to 75 strikeout ratio, 
And then this season, like I said, it's a 1 to 25 ratio. The strikeouts are just overpowering the walks. He's not up there looking to challenge the challenge the pitchers and kind of wait for his pitch. He's up there just kind of swinging away, and it's really hurt him, I feel like. Um, I don't know what to say besides, you know, he he's going to be a free agent this upcoming season. I'm not sure what kind of offers he's going to get because he's obviously an all-star talent, yep. right? The talent, yep. the power, Yeah, he's... He's pretty quick, yeah. great fielder, yep. great arm. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what you're actually getting, imagine a team paying you know premier money yeah. for an all-star shortstop. Yeah, 200 mil for that. And but, but you're getting a guy who's going to strike out like a third of his at-bats, and he's never going to walk. He's up there swinging for the fences every time, which sometimes it'll work. Sometimes he'll, hit a, he'll get some, some serious uh, RBIs or runs or what have you. But um, Travis, I'll, I'll, I'll speak personally right now. I am concerned that the Joe Madden connection <laughs> with his former Cubs teammates that keeps kind of coming back into our lives with the pickups of guys like uh, Jose Quintana. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There was lots of rumors about Contreras maybe coming over in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the trade or something. Um, I think that the way that, uh, Oh, Hey, uh, Dexter Fowler, of course, mm-hmm. um, the way that uh, certain guys have been targeted by the angels that have a Madden connection, uh, all really worries me that we might pursue Baez. Obviously, Jose Iglesias, our shortstop, is going to be uh, a free agent after this season. Mm-hmm. And if we don't extend him, I imagine we'll pursue guys like Seager, guys like Correa. Trevor Story is also going to be a free agent. Yep, yep. But if if we fall down to not getting those guys and end up the options between Baez or an, or, or, or a non-all-star, they may just get Baez. And I really don't. I think that is just uh, a, ne- a, a, a minus investment in terms of like money per output like no I think, definitely definitely i think the, the the way he fits into our lineup is just not good i think another righty who's just gonna be a lot of swings and misses is just not what we need no i i agree with you too i mean at least at least if he was a guy that was getting on base or you know, maybe a guy that had a good batting average um i would say you know l- l- let's take a deeper look into him but yeah like you said the, the numbers you see right there are just very concerning you know not putting the ball in play and striking out you know it's it's very concerning and and I would definitely say I would rather you know keep Iglesias over at shortstop than you know go out and pursue a guy that's going to be asking for probably you know probably north of like a hundred fifty million dollar deal. And he, and you know he's he's still young. He's still twenty eight. So he's going to be looking for seven eight years probably somewhere. But it's going to be interesting what some teams give him. And I, I I'm just shocked right now with just a contract year with you know how low he's playing and how low he's played. Over the last two seasons, um, right. it's, 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 it's it's really it's, concerning. It's of been a steady decline yeah. since since 2018, second place MVP finished yep. the National League. Yep, definitely steady decline since. And uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what kind of offers he gets, where he'll end up next season. Uh, I just kind of keeping with that idea. I did see a graphic on the Sunday Night Baseball where uh, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, Craig Kimbrell. Zach Davies, among many other names, are all going to be uh, free agents after this season. Oh, wow. And I really wonder what the Cubs are going to look like next year. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to let them all walk and say, let's rebuild, or if they're going to say, let's keep two and see if we can compete in this kind of weird division where the Cardinals are good, but not like a dynasty. They're not like taking over the division every year. And the Brewers have a pitching staff. The Brewers have a great pitching staff. Almost any team in baseball. But yeah. if, if, if. And the Reds are playing good as well. So. A lot of these teams are kind of in the middle, mm-hmm. ab- slightly above, slightly above average teams. Whereas the car- the Cubs, they're probably thinking, can we be one of those teams? Mm-hmm. Can we be slightly above average next season if we keep two of these guys and sign, bring in one more free agent? Or are they going to say, you know what? All these guys, we love them, but we're gonna let them go, and let's just 
try to get some pieces for them. Maybe we'll see some trades at the deadline. Yeah. We'll have to see what they do. But yeah. I do. I am very curious to see how the Cubs uh, decide to go forward after this 2020 season. Most definitely, too. I mean, 2021, yeah. my bad. Yeah, and 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 like you said, I, I mean, I mean, it, it, it. You got guys that you know won the World Series, and you know it's kind of hard sometimes to break away from some of those guys. We'll see what happens with that. I don't know if they have a strong connection with with Baez or. Bryant, I, I, I've I've seen a lot. I've heard a lot of those guys possibly, you know, leaving. Of course, after the season, Rizzo. He I, feels I, like a franchise guy, but they didn't yeah, offer him a real yeah. extension before the season began. So I yeah, wonder what, true, they're, what they're true. thinking. I and, wonder and, what their mindset and is. And you know what? I mean, right now, you you wouldn't want to give all this extra money away if you already know that you know you guys aren't going to be competing for the next three or four years. You might as right. well just start, you know, almost rebuilding the process over again and just get get younger. And so. It, it'll be interesting. I mean, it'll it'll and they'll at least they'll have the ni- the pieces at the deadline to possibly get rid of. If if someone needs a third baseman slash you know left fielder, you get Bryant. If someone needs a middle infielder, you can get Baez. If someone needs a first baseman slash almost DH, you can get Rizzo. Even and then, even you know, even even closer a, as well as Kimbrell. Even yeah, even even there's been rumors uh, about Wilson Contreras as a catcher. He's been in trade talks for a while now, but he's actually. Doing pretty solid to start this year. Yeah, um, you know, guys like Kyle Hendricks have been in trade talks. We'll see. We'll see what they do. They have, they're going to have to figure out a whole uh, bunch of you know question marks and definitely. definitely. Uh, but, but but we'll swing over to you, Travis. What is a is a uh, player that you want to highlight as a as a negative uh, asset right now? And I'm actually going to stay in the city of Chicago, but I'm going to the South Side. Um, so I'm going to actually go with the 2020 AL MVP, and that's Jose Abreu. So far. Uh, not off to the best start, you know, and, we, and we're actually, I'm actually going to go back to the strikeouts. He's leading the AL in strikeouts with 22, um, almost, almost at about a 200 batting average. Um, numbers, are, I mean, they're not, of course, looking crazy concerning, but, you know, only two home runs and he's a first baseman. That, of course, need, is, is going to need to be picked up if he wants to get back into his kind of, you know, almost, almost above average to, you know, a top first baseman in the league. Um, right now, you know, not having the best start, and even the White Sox not having the best start. I think I, when I when I look at the White Sox and I and I hear about them, I really only you know the only people I really see as like you know you know people that really have been wow like good starts of the season is is Yerman Mercedes, right? Uh, the Rod Rodon, right? G Lito's been really good. G Lito's been really good. Um, that, that that's so far been it. They, they they've been kind of a a team that's still kind of you know find the way and trying to find you know how to play with. With each other, still getting the team chemistry, but Jose Abreu right now, you know, I, I just look at last season and, and I, I feel like he needs to be better because he's always been a guy that has a pretty strong batting average, and you know, almost batting 200 or sub 200 right now is just to me it's unacceptable for him. Yeah, he, you know, he he's not a guy who I would consider in like the top class of first baseman in the league, but he's definitely uh, in that sort of he's not in the top class, but he's right outside of it. He's right definitely, there looking. Definitely. He's right there looking in. And with the MVP last season, he really showed like what his peak can look like. Mm-hmm. But the consistency is not translated to this season. He's definitely kind of fallen off. The White Sox is a team I'm not really concerned about. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can yeah. talk about that more later on. We'll discuss kind of our rankings of teams. But um, what I will say uh, with the White Sox is I think if the pitching is good, which so far it is, Lynn has had many great starts. Chilido yep. is looking like an ace. Uh, you know, th- there's depth there in the bullpen, of course. Um, I think the bats will come around at some point. Definitely, Tim yeah. Anderson, uh, you know, uh, Yoan Moncada, Jose Abreu, uh, Luis Robert, I don't think that they're going to be asleep the whole season. They'll, they'll come yeah. back. Yeah. And then if they can get a healthy Eloy by playoff time. E- Eloy, interesting. Eloy is someone who I actually think, 
if I had to pick who's going to be their best offensive presence this season, I probably would have picked Eloy. Easily. 40-home run guy. Easily could be, you know. And then the fact that they're missing him, uh, they probably feel it. But uh, I have no doubt that the team can be scary in, in October and, you know, leading into the postseason. Totally agree, yep. But uh, I agree right now that Obreu, there's question marks there. Uh, they definitely hope for a, a resurgence from him. No, and, and that's what I love about making these kind of like these, you know, kind of going over these 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 players, these teams, and just kind of you know analyzing them. Most of the teams we talked about, I mean, I am not concerned. Yankees, it's concerning, but I'm I, I'm it's, I'm I'm still gonna see them in October. I'm, yeah, I'm pro- I'm, we're gonna probably see them in October. They will at, at the very least they'll be in the wild card race. Yeah, and, uh, and based on their on their you know the AL East, like if the Rays or the Red Sox or the Blue Jays yeah, end up winning yeah. it, the Yankees will be. In the bubble yeah. of teams like I, I trying to make a wild card yeah. push, yeah. they're not going to punt in the season. They're going to push to the end. And same thing goes with uh, White Sox as well. Right, the White Sox as well. Same thing goes with if someone steals the AL Central from the White Sox, they're going to be yeah. in that push for the. Yeah. You know, they, they're going to be a threat. So yeah. So and, and there's a lot of players and teams that I you know we talk about right now, and I guarantee in September we'll be saying, oh my goodness, they're having incredible seasons. You know, yeah. the first someone three weeks, up, of course, they just couldn't they couldn't hit the ball, and, and, and you know that happens with some players. So. Um, we'll definitely see, you know, of course, some of these teams and players, you know, transition to, you know, better stats and better numbers. All right. So, yeah. And then and moving on to kind of the next thing we want to talk about um, with you, Alex, is, you know, kind of going over our top 10 power rankings as it, you know, pertains to right now, um, you know, finishing the first or this finishing the second week of the season. I want to, you know, see what you have and kind of, you know, compare and contrast with my list. Of course, last week, I know we... Um, we, we we looked at the, the rankings when they came out as we you know traveled in, into the future and we you that, know that is right we analyzed some of that stuff yeah. and, and some of the stuff that they were just for me were just horrible picks and, and so we've already, we've already kind of dove into that with the Yankees and the Twins they were three four last week and they both have proved that they are not three and four in the MLB yeah, right now one hundred percent so 100%. I'm glad we called them out early but one hundred percent so and, and I'll and I'll start by asking you of course because I mean I'll go with and I'll just say you know right now just. just Shoot me down your list of your one through five. Okay, so one through five right now for me, uh, without question, have to start with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, I feel like I don't need even need to justify it, but I will kind of gloss over briefly. Uh, the pitching has been really good. Uh, Bauer has so far continued. He's not, he, you know, he's not necessarily his 20, uh, 2020 self, mm-hmm. but he's been an all-star pitcher. Bueller, we all know what he's capable of, and he's had uh, multiple great outings. Kershaw is pitching like an ace on a team full of aces, which is just a testament to what he's able to do um, still in his career. The bats have been good. Mookie is, you know, playing like uh, someone who may end up being in the MVP conversation. Uh, Seager is playing like an MVP as well. Um, The team is clicking on all cylinders. Bellinger's been out for uh, a few games here, and it really hasn't uh, affected their record. Uh, They're still a super big uh, favorite to win the National League, and for obvious reason, they just beat the Padres in a series, who are probably their biggest threat. And uh, most definitely, yeah. They're not only the hottest team, but they're the most talented team, pitching and offense, defense as well is yeah. also very good. Everything's clicking. For obvious reasons, they're number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I'm going to swing over to uh, Boston, Massachusetts. I'm looking at the uh, Celtics. The, no, <laughs> we're not. No, no, n- not in this house. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Boston Red Sox. Um, shout out to our boy Mikey. Hope you're listening. Uh, Red Sox, uh, Fenway Field crew. Go, Mikey. But um, Having the having the, the time, of his, time life. of his life right now, yeah. Major, major just jealous of that guy right now. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Mikey is living it up. But, uh, yeah, Boston has uh, been super impressive thus far. 
looking like a serious threat in the AL East, which I will say no one really saw coming besides Travis. Somehow he <laughs> called it uh, in our in our opening episode, said that Red Sox were going to be a sleeper, and so far they've proved to be just that. I know things. I know things. Yeah. The pitching, the pitching has been better than expected. Not elite, but better than expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense has been absolutely just top top of the top of the league, just super super uh, special. And then they're still expecting guys like Sale to come back. Yep. I think the team is uh, looking way better than most people thought. Some people were just thinking they'd punt, punt on the season, and you know see what they can do uh, in the coming years, but uh, they have still proved to be very strong. Third, I actually have maybe some bias setting in, but I do. I'm going with the with the Angels, um, our team, of course. Very nice, very nice. I, I just can't help but see, okay, you know, we're leading currently first in the uh, AL West, I believe, unless... We are not uh, not just because we haven't played the games. Mariners are a half game right now. Okay. But I, I think I saw the Angels as being ahead uh, before the Mariners beat the Astros today. Maybe that's what it was. But um, I think you're right. Yeah. But uh, I, I guess I guess what I have to say is the Angels are uh, not look, not only looking like a their pitching is better than we thought it would be coming into the season, but the offense an offense that was rated 14th by MLB. Or sorry, by Bleacher Report, I believe the mm-hmm. offense is rated 14 yep. out of 30 teams. That's proven to be just completely wrong. Their offense yep. is proving to be very elite. Uh, they did lose the only series they've lost so far was to the Royals, and they were missing multiple key pieces that series. We had two of our right fielders injured. Mm-hmm. We have, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Anthony Rendon, all-star superstar, injured. We had Max Stasiar, Max Stasiar catcher, injured. Justin Upton injured. So, you know, you don't want to make excuses, but I do feel like the one series where we showed some weakness, I feel like it's it was for good reason, reasons that we can explain. Definitely. And definitely. once we got a couple of those pieces back, uh, being Upton mainly uh, in the Twins game that we witnessed on Friday, a 10-3 to win, a really dominant offensive performance. Of course, yeah. Walsh is looking super great. Mm-hmm. Trout, MVP favorite probably right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Fletcher was cooking. He was Fletcher he got is, started. Fletcher's bringing it back. Uh, Otani's bat mm-hmm. as a DH, um, as strong as it's ever been, up with a grand slam, just mm-hmm. showing how our kind of role players can also produce big time when they ne- when we need them to. Upton was actually batting cleanup that game, protecting Trout, which we were kind of critical of. Like, why would you just have Walsh? Uh, Walsh is super hot, uh, but they had Upton in the fourth spot, and he ended up hitting a grand slam. So uh, I think the Angels' role players are proving that they're uh, a really good team right now. Um, so I have them in the three spot. And then I guess I'll continue on to my fourth pick. My fourth pick being the Padres. They might be higher than some, some people expect. I guess I'm giving them some more credit uh, just because I know that you know losing losing uh, two games and winning one against the, the Dodgers is not something I'm going to hold against them that much. Tatis has experienced injury. And since he's been back, how healthy is he actually? I think he might be playing through a bit of a funk. He's still been pretty productive, but, you know... Um, I'm not ready to say that he's like been 100. percent So uh, I have no doubts that he'll be, he'll be back to form. Do I think he's an MVP candidate? Uh, he's not showing that right now. I'm not putting him on that level, but um, he should be. You know, definitely in the All Star conversation. Uh, by the time we get to that point in the season, um, I just think that the Padres, you know, shouldn't be knocked too hard for losing two this last weekend. Um, their record is still. It's going to be fine. They're going to be the second best team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of their role players are stepping up in big ways. Like Hosmer's having a, had a great series. He had a great first week as well. Um, guys like Will Myers, uh, Grisham, they're both playing great. 
Um, Machado had a great series as well, and the pitching is obviously very good. Darvish has been great so far. So I have to put the Padres that uh, high, even though their record might not be like second best in the NL. I do think they deserve to be in the top five uh, range. And then I will round out my top five with uh, a Royals pick, which they're just kind of proving how, uh, you know, that they do have some depth. They mm-hmm. added some mm-hmm. pieces in Carlos Santana, Benatendi. Um, Michael A. Taylor has been really good so far, especially defensively, but also with the power. Um, Salvador Perez has had himself a start to the season, especially against the Angels in that series. Definitely he really kind of owned mm-hmm. us. Um, you know, guys like Singer, uh, they have talent. They have some talent. Do I think they're going to be a threat in the division? I don't think so. But I think they have prove it, proven to us in the last couple of weeks that they do, they do deserve to be on this list uh, firmly in the middle. I do think that they deserve credit, so I'm going to give it to them. They're my fifth pick. Travis, walk me through your one through five. So it's funny. You actually have we have the same one through five. But really? D- different order, but okay. same one Good. through five. So Good. And number one, of course, is going to be very easy, and it's the Los Angeles Dodgers. I, yeah. w- I, won't, I won't elaborate on that just because y- the hitting, the pitching, the, yeah. the fielding, the, the bullpen, it's, it's all elite right you now. You could say anything, yeah. Number two, this is where it gets kind of interesting with me. I actually have the Kansas City Royals right now as the number wow. two team. Uh, you know, right now they're one of two teams that have not lost a series this year. I find that very impressive so far. Um, I look at the past week. You know, they they really competed well with the Angels. I do think the Angels were the stronger team in in the in the series. They, they of course have a stronger full roster. You did see a lot of guys injured, of course, with the Angels. So. I wish that series would have gone differently. And right. I think the, the series would have gone differently if we had all of our, you know, players 100% right. back. Right, right, right. Um, Duffy has been a really good spark for their um, for their pitching staff. Same thing with, you know, young Brady Singer. Right. Had a kind of a struggling night, but did pitch really well on, on, on that one first game against the Angels. And then and then rounding out the, the third game, uh, Royals had Brad Keller on the mound, and he really did a great job against the Angels. Um, just kind of have some sneaky guys uh, that that are that are playing exceptional baseball, and then of course this weekend um, they go and actually the, the the Toronto Blue Jays come to them and they uh, they take three or four from the Blue Jays, which you know aren't a terrible team at all. No, and they're so, they're a threat, yeah. And so a very very impressive start for them. Really like what I'm seeing. You know, th- it's funny w- w- during during the first podcast, I was actually going to have them as one of my underrated teams because I I for some reason just really like the lineup. The lineup is really really sneaky with. Uh, you know, Whit Merrifield with Salvador Perez, with Hunter Dozier, with Carlos Santana, and then you got Ben Attendee, you have mm-hmm. Soler, you have Michael A. Taylor yeah, in the outfield. You have Mondesi as well, yeah. You, you have a really kind of veteran and also young and sneaky lineup. And so it, it, it's definitely a team that's, that, that's doing really well right now. And honestly, they, they deserve the spot because, you know, they haven't lost a series yet this season. Um, so I have them in my number two spot. Number three, I'm going to go with the Padres just by respect because I think that they they lost two of three from the Dodgers. But I look at that series and <laughs> you look at Saturday night. It, if a ball would have been hit a foot a foot less harder, yeah. Mookie Betts wouldn't have caught that. It would have at least tied the game. You would have had back to back nine and extras. And honestly, with the extra inning rules with starting the runner on second base, I'm not going to really just downplay and and really you know put a team down for for losing those games. Right. Both teams played, I mean, s- exceptionally well. And then, of course, today the Padres played really well, had a nice little comeback. So I still have them as my number three team. I think, of course, any team in baseball does not want to play the Dodgers or the Padres right now. Correct, yeah. Um, just the, the pitching we're, was we're in the at, same boat. Pitching, pitching was at an all-time high, of course, this weekend. So they're number three. Number four, I'll actually now go back to the Angels. Angels this week, um, you know, kind of had a slow start, of course, with the Royals only, you know, winning one of three games. 
but um, came home and played exceptionally well against the Minnesota Twins. Not their fault they can't play and win win the win the series. I mean, for me, I look at that as a one one game sweep, and so. <laughs> One game sweep, uh, yeah. So probably. I definitely, you know, definitely still think they're definitely a top team. And plus, you look at the teams they've been playing. I mean, every every series they've been playing teams that have at least been considered playoff teams or are playing as a playoff team right now. So I got to give them a lot of credit with that. And then number five, rounding it out, I'm going to go with the Red Sox. Red Sox, of course, super impressive start. You know, very, very bad of opening weekend. And then they come back and, you know, I think they win, you know, six or eight straight. Um, and right now, you know, this, this at least this past, uh, you know, week uh, took two or three from the Twins, and then they um, they kind of stumbled and lost uh, lost two of three from the White Sox. So, still a very strong team. I, I, I like what I see out of the Red Sox right now um, and how they can compete right now. But um, you know, rounding out now to year six through ten, it, it'll get a little harder to kind of rank these teams. Right. Yeah. A lot of kind of similar records, like but teams yeah. slightly above average or right at average records. But of course, I want to see, of course, who you got through your six through ten. Sure. So with six, I'll start off with. White Sox, I do think that some early struggles, you know, might not be completely, you know, their fault. Um, they started off their season only winning one of four against the Angels. Angels started hot. They were kind of the victims of that, obviously missing guys like Eloy Jimenez. Um, Tim Anderson also had some injury issues as well. Getting him back was really key this past weekend, yep. And then so, and then like we mentioned earlier, Abreu off to a slow start. Will he bounce back? Almost certainly he's going to end better than he's starting. Um so with that in mind, I am kind of have them as a sixth spot. I think that their pitching is going to be solid for the postseason. You know, uh, having a one, two, three of Giolito in the one, Keiko in the two, Lynn in the three. You can even switch Keiko and uh, G- and uh, Lynn around if you know. We'll see where they're at uh, halfway through the season, but um, I think rocking with that three into the playoffs, they're going to be super scary. Um, have they you know played to their peak yet? No. Looking at their team and you know how some of the pieces are slumping, but we know they're gonna not be slumping for long. I do have to give them the props. They're my sixth pick. My seventh pick, I'm gonna swing over to the Milwaukee Brewers. I think that what we're seeing from their pitching is just truly incredible. Uh, I put money in Vegas on both uh, uh, Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns to win a Cy Young, and I do feel like Corbin Burns' bet is really paying off. Uh, he's still not the favorite right now because Degrom is being Degrom. <laughs> exactly. So if Degrom steals it from me and Burns gets two, that'll be pretty disappointing. But I would have to tip my hat, my hat to Degrom because he's just on that level. But uh, yeah, Corbin Burns has been absolutely phenomenal. His amount of strikeouts. I think he still has not walked a guy. I'm, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think he has issued no walks so far in like three starts, which is just like a truly mind bending like stat. Wow. Like he's been super impressive. Um, his ERA is minuscule. Uh, Woodruff has been great too. Guys like Freddie Peralta, their, their pitching is so good. And then, you know, Yelich is not playing like an MVP as of right now, but the bats aren't bad. Today, Vogelbach has actually hit two homers. That's actually pretty sneaky, kind of funny. But uh, the Brewers are a team I'm high on. I think that, you know, they're going to uh, fare very well in their division. And I think that they've had a, a very strong start, at least on the mound so far. Um, so they're my number seven pick. And then for team number eight, I'm going to go over to the Cincinnati Reds. Um, they've obviously had a very hot start. A lot of their players are sort of playing possessed almost. They're just playing, you know, well above their expectation, kind of. Castellanos has been good so far. Um, guys like Winker are, you know, um, being impressive as they were last season. And Naquin. Naquin was Power. looking like the MVP for a, a week there. It was kind of definitely kind of, <laughs> kind of concerning. We're like, where did this guy, you know, 
where did this play come from? We're not, we're not used to seeing this from him. And then obviously, it, it's funny because they have a really good record despite Castillo putting together not too many great starts so so far, mm-hmm. and he was kind of mm-hmm. going to be their ace. But um, they haven't they haven't they haven't even needed his production. So when he actually does get hot, I wonder how the team's going to continue. But yeah, definitely. Um, not many people had to pick had a pick them to you know to dominate the NL Central. So we'll see if they can keep it up. But um, I have the Brewers above them, but I think they're both great uh, picks for NL Central teams. Uh, going to team number nine, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, Nola put up a great outing today. He was actually uh, super, super dominant. I saw that. That's right. Um, he, I saw some numbers. Shout about out for my fantasy. Thank you. That really helped. Oh, you have Nola? <laughs> yeah. Helping Travis's ERA out uh, was probably much needed, but... Yeah, I think Philly. I think Nola had a great outing. I believe he had ten strikeouts. Yeah, possibly no walks. Uh, I think complete it was game, complete game shutout with double digit strikeouts. I mean, I mean, probably um, could have been could have been one of the best pitching performances we've seen, um, other than you know Musgrove and Rodon's you know no nos. Yeah, and the fact that that Nola do, is doing it against a, a great offense in the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, Edmund leading it off, having a good start to the season, Goldschmidt and Arenado both you know sort of. Um, are have the upside of being MVP uh, yep, yep. in the National League. Um, you know, Carlson's not not shabby either. A, a good overall team that uh, you know really got lit up by Nola. Uh, Nola really shut them down. And I'm going to round out my top ten by highlighting the Seattle Mariners. I think that uh, you know being sort of the biggest competitor so far for the Angels for the AL West, um, I think it deserves mention. Uh, they did defeat the Astros in the series this weekend. They won two games to one. And the one game that they lost was a 0-1 to one loss. And the games that they won were a 6-5 win and a 7-2 win. So the run differential is heavily in favor of, of Mariners. Um, they're lost just by one run, of course. And then you're looking at uh, a series win versus uh, the, the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a series win versus the Minnesota Twins. Uh, they did lose a series to the White Sox, but the White Sox are a really good team. Mm-hmm. So I think the Mariners are uh, in a really good spot. Um, I don't think they're going to be a threat long term, but they will be in the mix. They will be a team that is a pest to the great teams of the American League. The teams that are trying to make the playoffs, I think the Seattle will be nipping at their at their heels, uh, you know, causing them to stumble. So uh, I would look out for them as being, you know, uh, a, a solid team in the in the in the in the league. So so Travis, I'm going to kick it to you now. What is your six through ten teams in the MLB as we speak? So yeah, kind of you know, kind of similar teams, but I, I do have a couple other teams that are not in your uh, finishing out, you know, your top ten. Um, so starting at number six, I actually have uh, Cincinnati Reds. Um, you know, very strong performance out of them. I, I mean, right now I got to give them props because right now they're you know best team in the Central and they're playing you know exceptional baseball, top offense, um, really really strong performances by. Naquin by Castellanos and then of course on uh, on the pitching side I think Sonny Gray's been actually off to a really good start this season as well right um and so I got to give them the props for number six um number seven it's kind of hard because a week ago this team was just in the dumps but actually number seven I have the Oakland A's right now um only reason right now is because uh eight game winning streak and they've been nine and one the last 10 games of uh they've played I know the teams they've been playing are not, you know, on the particular like strong edge of, you know, baseball. They went two and zero against the Diamondbacks this week, and then also against the four four and zero against the Tigers. 
Um, what I thought was really impressive is that the Tigers finished a three-game sweep of the Astros and then played the Oakland A's, and then the Oakland A's just took it to them. So right. I, I, I do see some strong play, and I see them kind of trying to fight back. And so I got to give them props um, with the way that they've come kind of come back and have you know lit the spark on the season. So I have them at my number seven. And then number eight, staying in the AL West, I have actually the Seattle Mariners. Um, it's funny because right now they're leading the AL West, but I still have them low um, on the power rankings. I'm going to give them the credit, of course, for being a top 10. But I look at kind of the teams they've played, of course, you know, 2-0 uh, and against the Orioles. And then, you know, going 2-1, uh, and one, um, beating the Astros two out of three games this past weekend. Um, it's, it's very, very, you know, impressive. because I mean, they're very young. And they're going to be a team in the future that's going to be kind of, you know, a, a really good contender when in the AOS when it comes to, you know, 2023, 2024, I really believe. I think they're going to be a exceptional team in the future. And so seeing that now, you know, kind of translating in, in the way that they have all their young players clicking it is definitely very, very bright to see that for the Seattle uh, Mariners. And of course, being if for being a Seattle, um, all the Seattle fans up there are probably really excited for that. So I have them at number eight. Number nine, I am going to go to the the Mets. Um, they, you know, they've only played eleven games this season, which is actually pretty crazy because some of these teams, like the Dodgers, have played sixteen. So eleven games versus sixteen games, and so yeah, it's hard to judge some of this, but yeah, they've had some unfortunate things. I know they got. Uh, I think Friday was a crazy snow out in uh, Colorado, right. um, and then of course with the Nationals early on with COVID nineteen, they just had some misfortunes when they played certain teams. Um, with either you know weather or you know with COVID, so um, playing really well, of course, right now they're they're seven and three the last ten games, uh, and then two and zero against the Phillies this past week, and then two and zero against the Rockies. I don't have them a little bit more up just because I haven't seen a lot of games that they've played only eleven games so far, and some games you know they get the win, but it, it still looks kind of sloppy. I like the Conforto, of course, being by right. a pitch. Um, you look at the Degrom starts. Degrom actually pitched on um, on Saturday yesterday. Did exceptionally well, but they were down 3-1 in the sixth inning, or in the seventh inning, I believe. Right. And the Mets came back De- and stormed back. And yeah, DeGrom a victim to the Coors Field yeah. effect a bit there. Yeah, gave up a... It was I concerning. He gave up a triple, yeah, so... He did, and he gave up, he gave up a bomb, I believe, to... Uh, I can't ever get this guy's name right. I, I always say... Uh, Tilapia, but <laughs> it just ta- I think it's just Tapia, but, I'm tapia. Not sure. <laughs> but yeah, gave up a bomb to him, and so it was it was concerning, of course, for Mets that you're going to get another loss to Degrom, and I, I mean, you just can't make this stuff up anymore. So it's at least it's nice they're kind of you know edging out these games and still getting the win. Um, but right now they're number nine for me, and then number ten, I'm actually going to be st- staying in the in the West. Um, right now I have three NL West and three AL West teams in my top ten. Number 10 for me is actually the San Francisco Giants. Okay. Um, played some really strong baseball. You know, they, they, no, one's re- no one's really keeping an eye on them this year. Um, so far this past week, they went 2-1 and one against the Reds. They did lose the series against the Marlins. They, uh, they, they, they lost 2-3 to three to the Marlins. But, I, I, you know, I see Gosman out there, and I see Cueto. I see these guys, and, and they're, they're, having, they're having really outstanding years. And so I got to give them credit right now. I mean, right now they are – they are have a better winning percentage than, than the than the San Diego Padres, so right. No, I got to give them credit with that. I, we know where it's all due. I like the Giants pick. I think I have to give them a lot of credit just as an organization for not completely giving up in in the free agency. Uh, with the fact that the Padres and Dodgers look so good, mm-hmm. they're not. They didn't take the Rockies approach. We're like Rockies, like okay, we're gonna trade our best asset 
and yeah. get fifty million dollars yeah. as yeah. well <laughs> out of our out of our pockets, just just because we don't know, we know our team can't compete with the Dodgers and Padres. Giants didn't take that approach. They acquired Tommy Lastella, who mm-hmm. is a former Angel. We love him. He's super talented, and then I, I'm a big fan of of Gausman as well. I think. He had a player option to stay one extra year. It might have been that, or it might have been an arbitration thing. I can't remember, but he decided to. St- he was, could have been a free agent, decided to stay for one more year, and he's having sort of a contract year. Uh, he's been had a great start so far. He's someone I hope the Angels might look at next year. I know he's going to be a free agent. So, um, and then overall, the 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 closing from Jake McGee has been ab- uh, well of above course, expected. Right. Yep. He's someone who I also told you, Travis, in the offseason, I wanted the Angels to pursue him. I knew we needed bullpen depth, and he's a you know a lefty with you know some power in his arm. So uh, he's been great so far. He's been you know everything that they needed. Definitely, uh, I like the Giants pick. Let, let, let's swing over to uh, some of your other picks. Um, so the A's, you had an eighth, was it? A's, I had at seven. Seven. Okay, so I I, I love it. That. It, I, it, it kind I, of pains me to put that right, but no, but I love that. I love to have a brief back and forth about that yeah. because we both. Uh, have a history of sort of rooting against the A's because Angel fans, we want to win the division, obviously. So <laughs> exactly. and they keep winning it. So exactly, exactly. It's either them or the Astros every year. So the the A's, uh, I guess my biggest gripe with that pick, putting them at seven, is the strength of schedule. I do like that you mentioned that the Tigers just finished beating the Astros mm-hmm. and the A's come and beat the Tigers. So, you know, that does make sense there. But just the fact that a lot of their a lot of their wins are against teams like the Tigers, teams Diamond like backs. the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. Um they did. They obviously got swept early by the uh, the Astros, and they lost a series to the Dodgers. So you can't fault them for that because those are two very solid teams. But um, yeah, I guess I need to see more from them to put them on my top ten. Uh, I I can't bash the pick. I, I I do like that you had lots of uh, West teams. Mm-hmm. I my list. I I my only the only uh, NL East team I had was the uh, the Phillies. Yeah. And I almost didn't even put them because I just didn't see like a standout team. I know the Mets have the best record, but they haven't played that many games. And they've played their games against Miami, against Colorado, teams that aren't that threatening right now. And it's funny so how the how the West is kind of, you know, almost you know, not just for us, but if, you know, for people in America, the West is kind of, you know, develop that you know they use some strong teams but the east right now i mean it, it, it's it's a struggle out there for 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 teams out there yeah, right it now it seems like both eastern the uh, al east and nl east the both these divisions have like four teams or powerhouse teams yeah four teams like they could win the division they could finish fourth and we thought that, that they're going to be super strong divisions mm-hmm. but it's looking like that makes them kind of like kind of mad divisions like yeah. you know i don't you know some of these teams could win the world series the mets the the, the braves could win the world series um, you know the Yankees. Who knows what they can do in October? They could just explode and be great. Rays obviously made the World Series last year, mm-hmm. but um, you know, as of right now, they're looking like very kind of wishy-washy divisions. Whereas the West, I feel like, are really uh, putting their foot down a little bit, a little bit stronger. So definitely, uh, I like I like our top tens. I think we're both in a pretty good spot. Yeah, uh, I, 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 at, so at least with the top fives being being the same teams. Y- yeah. y- the more you go down the list, of course, that's where you get more. You can't really explain your picks too much, or you know, it's sometimes it, it there's going to be indecision because yeah. of these, you know, obviously weird schedules, strength of schedules, COVID, kind of taking in, into into consideration. So too many factors, but yeah, but yeah, we both have strong uh, top fives that are, that are the same, and then you go down six through ten, and we have more strong teams as well. So I think I think we both have a good kind of gauge on you know how some teams are looking so far, and uh, I I'm excited to see how our lists hold up uh, in the next coming weeks. All right, so yeah, now Alex, moving into kind of our last segment of the show, it's actually it's a pretty big um, portion of it. Um, wanted to bring one of our friends onto the show. Uh, we refer to him as Hazy LA. 
Right. Uh, you have a long history why. with him. <laughs> I have a long history with him. Uh, re- reason why for Hazy L.A., first name's Hayes. He's a big Dodger fan, so I like to name ha- L.A. Hazy L.A. Uh, as a Golden Road uh, beverage. I get it. That uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, very, very good as well. So, yeah, I just want to bring in on the interview with him. Uh, that we had with, you know, just talking baseball, talking the Dodgers. Yeah, we um, w- wander through some different topics, ask him some questions. He asks us some questions, uh, get a Dodgers fan's perspective on the show for once. And uh, we had a, a nice, interesting chat. So we'll Nice, interesting chat, and I will give him a shout-out. We had some delicious Nashville hot chicken sandwiches that he prepared. He is a ex-chef, so his food is... There was some delicious sandos. There was a few drinks, and then we had a nice little chat. So, oh, it, uh, was, it was it was a good good night, good experience, with all that stuff. So, I hope you guys uh, you guys get to experience that now. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, you hope enjoy, enjoy, and uh, here we go. We have we have we have a lot of Dodger fans, so that this one, so I want to get fine. I want to get some Dodger okay, intake. Okay, yeah. Okay. Just let me know we're live. Are we live? <laughs> yeah, I'll edit out whatever we're gonna. Okay. We're live, but he's what, a good what, editor. What, yeah. The name of the podcast is Two Two Tools Podcast. Baseball podcast. Okay. <laughs> so welcome. Um, um, let's do a cheers. Yeah, let's do a cheers. Need a drink. I'll uh, have a drink. I'll have a yeah, drink. Alex, you need a drink. Right right yeah. Sorry, guys. We're on pause real quick. We're starting live though right now. It is we're, Saturday we're, night. We're trying to go rogue. It is what? God. Oh, oh, it's almost 11 p.m. Saturday night. Oh my God. It's super late. The Dodgers just just beat the Padres for the second night in a row. Uh, the Angels, different story. We COVID. got a uh, COVID game out. Hashtag COVID. Hashtag COVID-19. Um, aren't able to play tonight or tomorrow night. Me and Alex are able to, we're supposed to go to that game. So, okay, he's, he's back. Okay, Diet Coke. Name, name of the podcast. I didn't see any beers in the fridge. Two Tools Podcast. Okay. Yeah. Everyone, welcome to the Two Tools Podcast. Two Tools Podcast. Let's put our drinks in the middle right here. Let's do a cheers. Guest stars. On, we... on my on my uh, direct uh, right. Yep. Yep. Is Alex. Yeah. <laughs> AKA so called statistician. Yep. yep. Statistician. To yep. my direct left is Travis. Hashtag D3. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'm so, current, I, 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 I've been currently talking to this guy's daughter for about eight years now. Uh, correct. Not dating. Correct. Not, not dating, <laughs> but just talking. Irrelevant, <laughs> but yes. Nonetheless. Through all of these things. And you guys can call him Hazy L.A. I, I, I like that nickname because... Uh, we can do the Hazy L.A. Hella, Hazy L.A. That's, that's a little like. weird to me, but we can do that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beer. It's, an, it's, a, it's a beer beverage, but you know what? I like the nickname and it's... But, but by all through things in baseball, runs through their veins. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Let's talk about it. Yeah, 100%. Talk about it. So what's our topic? So I wanted to first bring up... Uh, just some Dodger stuff, current stuff. We can talk about current stuff. We can talk about last season. Okay. But uh, you being a Dodgers fan, Travis being a, I think, besides, hardcore. Besides Angel fan, the next like title for Travis in baseball is Dodger hater. Like that's definitely like the second. I, mean, like, yeah, I, I gotta be. I, the, I, I gotta it's be. It's the second I badge be. on his on his. It's a rivalry. It's, it's gotta be. Sash. It's gotta be heard. Uh, understood. Okay. So so with that being said, you know, I just love to hear some conversation about what the team's looking like right now. Earlier we were talking, Hayes, we were talking about how um, the Dodgers currently, you feel like they have something to prove uh, based on last season being a 60-game championship. And you said these boys actually want to go show we can do it in 162. Uh, Expand uh, on that, yeah. Uh, yeah, they definitely need to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to get back to your earlier point where you said Travis is hate, he hates the Dodgers, <laughs> you know, we, we, we can capitalize on that, on that statement. Which is fine. Um, 
I'm not an Angels hater. It all stems from like what you were brought up with, of right? Course, of yeah. Course. Uh, tra- uh, Travis, you obviously are an Angels fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, does it irk me? No. Uh, are the Dodgers a great team? Irk? No. Uh, but they did win the World Series for the first time in over thirty years after a th- do you thir- after a thirty game season. Of course. So okay, good. Is, I, is, I, I, is I like... that relevant to me? Nah, probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why, in answer to your question, is I think they have a chip on their shoulder. Because it's a full season, mm-hmm. and they have a opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. So you think that, um, I mean, I guess we can have a, a brief conversation about, you know, your thoughts on the, the legitimacy of the 60-game title win. Personally, I mean... So, like, an aside is that I'm a big Laker fan, and they won a shortened season. But, you know, it's a little bit different because their season never got, Mickey like, Mouse, Mickey Mouse ring. It, it, yeah. it gets called, you know, Le Mickey, as instead of LeBron, you know, that is, that, <laughs> that gets thrown around. A little around, bit. Yeah. That gets thrown around. I'm a big LeBron fan, and Cavaliers all the way, and, you know, I mean, I think he's, he is the GOAT. That's a whole. That, of course, that would take a whole podcast. Of course, to discuss, it, it would. I think for the legitimacy of this podcast, we should get back to the Dodgers. Versus of, the I know, Dodgers. I know. I don't want to steer away, but yeah, so, sounds good. And so, just your thoughts, I guess, on the you know, your thoughts on, on the twenty twenty ring. Uh, you know, I'm of the mindset that you know, it, you know, a ring is a ring. And, and well, they, let me ask you this: What is your mindset of the of that legitimacy of the twenty twenty? So, I mean, I, I guess what I'll say is they had without knowing your answer. Go ahead. They ha- well, they had to beat every team that they faced in a seven-game series. The Braves had them down and out, and they rallied back in a really impressive way. Um, As th- did the Brewers. Right. Well, so yeah, so we, we, they went through the Brewers. They went. I mean, they went through everyone, and so. Um, Who's the oh Padres? Padres second series. That's yeah, right, Brewers, that's right. Padres, yeah. Braves, and Rays. Yeah. I, I think you know it, it's it's not like a you know they faced some teams with injuries, and I do think. The Dodgers, uh, what they struggled with before was a lot of times big moments. Like Kershaw would give up, you know, a huge, a huge uh, homer to like Rendon and, and Soto. Like mm-hmm. your prior big moment, crowd at Dodger stadiums, uh, you know, very rowdy. Um, this year they didn't have to, or twenty twenty, they didn't have to deal with that. They didn't have this Kershaw like in the loud uh, crowd setting. Like it was uh, way toned down in Texas, and they had the benefit of you know playing in the same stadium for four straight series. So there's tons of reasons why I get why someone would point to. Oh, this this is like an illegitimate ring. I am of the belief personally that you know a win is a win, and um, I think that you know they were. I mean, they were the best team of twenty twenty. If you so, if you think twenty twenty, so, so, so you're comfortable with the fact that they won the ring. Yeah, in I'm twenty twenty. I'm completely I'm completely fine with it. Yeah, and, and I, as someone who is not a Dodger fan, I usually are, are you on that same uh, spectrum? I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm. I'm gonna say no. And why? I personally, I mean. With baseball being a, you know, with baseball being a full marathon and, you know, it's, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, as we all know, you know, look at 2019, the Nationals finished, I I think in mid-May, they were 19 and like 32. You look at that in a 60 game season, they, they would be the, almost the first pick in the draft the next season when it comes to, you know, getting a, getting a, a first round pick and not even considered for a playoff spot. 
Yeah. I'm not saying that. I mean, honestly, I think the Dodgers are a top two at least in the NL. I mean, it, it, to me, it literally is apparent where the Dodgers are one of the best teams. And then second is between, honestly, the Padres and the Braves. I think those are the two top teams. Yeah, and that's, it, that's on an ancillary Of course, of like, course. Why has that become an NL West rivalry? Of like, course. Why, of course. why is that? It, it's important well, to like, know why are the franchises yeah. putting yeah. themselves. Yeah, it, it, like it's that. it's really funny because I mean, I, I it's, and you look back at the Padres in twenty, I think fourteen or fifteen when they got Matt Kemp and they got Justin Upton. It was like the Padres are the new upcoming, and they just totally went yeah. downhill, and they did not even prove to anyone the Padres are kind of a real organization. You fast forward to now to twenty twenty, they got a little bit more younger. They got some better, you know, players. They got hyper aggressive. So, so, so this is a great question for both of you guys. What do you think? I I've been a Dodger fan mm-hmm. since my youth. Of course, yeah. I've never thought of the of the Padres as a legitimate like. No, not at all. Uh, small opponent. market. They're small not. Market. They're not on your table. But now yeah. it's a, a relevant issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. So why do you think that is? I guess and, it's because they're a small market team. Well, they're definitely definitely got very chippy with each other last season. There was a lot of back and forth. And I think Tatis, uh, the culture he's kind of brought about yeah. in the organization, it's definitely given them some, you know, they're just rowdier and they're just like, I guess... Uh, and he's very mouthy. And it, it, yeah, he, yeah, he and Machado are both very, they both emote a lot on the field. They're both very, uh, you know... Um, Enthusiastic with their, with their you know, with, exactly. with, with and, the way that and, they and, go and, out the game. And, 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 and they back it with their play, which makes it, you know, uh, they, they, can, they can throw punches back um, when the Dodgers are obviously an elite team. And then the Padres say, okay, you know what? You know, maybe we can take this game, and then they, you know, it like just last night there was an extra innings battle. Yeah. Uh, just tonight there was a Darvish versus Kershaw, like really, you know. But they are low the, scoring. Duels, but they are so. the, the the what I would say they definitely are still the little brother of the big brother. Absolutely. They the Do- the Dodgers to me, as much as I you know can't you know stand and of course you know, this the, is where we're having this conversation. <laughs> right there's that hatred. They are still the big brother because the Dodgers to me still one through nine completely still are top to bottom way better than the Padres. The Padres, to me, have a good pitching staff. They got Darvish. They got Snell. But they're a loose puzzle version they are, of the Dodgers. They are. And, and you know what? To they me, haven't done it yet. And it, 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 it was my pick earlier, It kind of in, in the first podcast, was you know all about kind of like culture. For me, I had the underrated team being the Red Sox because you know what? Their culture is still a winning culture. Every four or five years, you see the Red Sox win the World Series or go deep, and that's been in the 21st century. I picked the Mets as kind of an overrated team because guess what? In the twenty first century, they are a very overrated team. They can't. They they can't. They they made the World Series twice in two thousand in two thousand actually, and then two thousand fifteen they went they went to the uh, World Series. But you know, as a culture, they're not really sustainable. A great. You're exactly right. Yeah. You just encapsulated my thought. Yeah. The Mets. What are the Mets to you, Alex? What are the Mets to you now as a franchise? They're obviously uh, just... What is Jacob DeGrom? What are the Mets? Or DeGrom. That's all I got to say. They're obviously just this second class to to the Yankees. Are the Mets legitimate anymore? Even though right now the Yankees are a losing team, we know they're going to shape up. And the Yankees are... That's Vader, sorry. The Yankees are uh, obviously just... They're just just big brother to the Mets there. They take over the city. I think there's a... I think there's a very realistic chance that they make the playoffs. But I think the chances of them creating a dynasty is very low. Like they only like to have the um, above and beyond factor. But what 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 baffles me and Travis and I have talked about this before is that they're they're a, they're a big market team. 
Right. They're a New York team. Mm-hmm. They're not the they're not the the Yankees, but they're in New York. Yeah. Uh, and that's what baffles me as mm-hmm. a baseball fan. The Mets are still a concern to me. They to me they're kind of like the they big brother. Have, they don't have a the, team. They're they're like the little brother to me. They are a team that still is looking for pieces to get to that next level because we all know the pitching is is there. I want to bring that up to you, Mister Mister Grothy. So, uh, looking at the Dodgers, um, currently constructed, and the way that they are also adding pieces and deciding who to, they let go of, of Kike Hernandez, they let go of Jock Peterson, yeah. but they bring in Bauer, and then last off season traded for Mookie. Right. Okay with losing, you know, whatever pieces may you know fade out of the of the picture, but they keep adding, and they know that the time to win is now. Like. like we have Bellinger still. We have Kershaw. We have Bueller. Yeah. We have all these good pieces. Right. Let's keep adding. Let's see how long we can keep this thing alive mm-hmm. before you know Seager graduates and they have, you have to pay him big time and he has to leave yeah. for, for money reasons. Yeah. That, that, that's coming. You know Seager might have to leave. That, that's uh, a farm system. Bueller uh, might right, and mentality. they do. Have, and they do have a great core. But uh, I will say what, what, what that's very impressive. What, what do you think about the longevity of this current team as constructed? Is I was just do, telling this are you to Travis Dynasty earlier. Or? Like it's it's very it's. It, for me as a Dodger fan, um, not as a hardcore one, like I've always I've been a fan since mm-hmm. I was a kid, via family. But and I told Travis this earlier, like when you, when you have a core unit, which the Dodgers have had for the last four to five seasons, mm-hmm. is really kind of magnanimous because no team has that anymore. Mm-hmm. It, because of free agency, of course, yeah. the rosters change yeah. yearly. Of right. course, but of the course. Dodgers have avoided that. Which is an interesting phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that has a lot to do with ownership. Of course, yeah. And general management. Yep. And there, I think there's some relativity to that. I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of respect in the MLB for Friedman uh, building this team uh, as, the, as a general manager. But um, and, I, and, and I'll add, there's there, it's impressive that they kept the same, almost the same catcher, the same third baseman, the same shortstop, the, came, the same first baseman. The same center fielder, the same left fielder. It's yeah, nobody. Nobody does. That. I, 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 I will say that that what's been so impressive with them that I honestly, you know, I have to respect as a baseball fan is that they have literally built from their farm system and have built up from this team, and it's just like you know, it, and it, also it, finding, you almost get mad with with the way that they have been so successful with the farm system. I mean, and, and I also, know you can but, elaborate. But successful, but not. Not successful at the same time. At, at the same, yeah, you know, division division winners to me are almost successful. But of course, with, with the Do- with the Dodgers, you're almost looking at NL pennant or bust or World Series champion or bust. And I see that in seventeen and eighteen, and I I really honestly look at the team that they had, and it's honestly you know, in I was thinking about it today, and I'm like honestly, twenty seventeen to me, in my opinion, was the best Dodgers team that they've had in the last probably thirty years. I mean, I know that the Astros. You know, w- w- with the cheating scandal and the way they got in their way, it- it's just a shame. But honestly, you look at that 17 roster and it's just like, holy cow. I mean, you had Kenley at his best. You had Bellinger Altuve. almost at his best. You had five foot eight, five foot six Altuve um, winning the MVP. But you also had trash cans. Of course, and, of course. Know, like, and and, and it's, un- it's unfortunate. There'll and you always know be a smudge. We'll never know it's, that. It's definitely, to me, I-, I look at the 17 team almost... Beating the 2020 team, but as a as an elder to both of you, what do you mm-hmm. think about that scandal? 
Um, do you think it's, it's is it legitimized or do you think it, it's it, it's super it's super loaded? I I do. You, you've heard of the YouTube videos. You've watched them. Of course, right. John Boy, Jared Carabas, all all the trash can. Yeah. We were at the game with the Angels and the and Angels and the Astros, and it's just it, it's it's relevant to the LA it, I mean, it SoCal happened, fan. Right? Of course, of course, of course. And then they it it just comes down to the fact that Manfred uh, the the commissioner made some sort of deal with the players saying, you know. He pretty much gave them the, uh, the 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 deal where if you tell me what happened, I'm not gonna tell the world what happened. Spill the beans, yeah. And which is why they weren't rats. And and, and, and so Manfred then uh, decides to not you know not vacate the championship, not to um, you know take away Altuve's MVP. All yeah. that kind of stuff remains intact, and it's more of a slap on the wrist in terms of like your GM and coach are fired, but in terms of. Um, the players themselves, all they really had to deal with is booze. It definitely feels like Manfred was just kind of doing, he was definitely just kind of like improving, like, oh, um, we're kind of in an unprecedented territory here. I don't know how to um, exact this punishment. And so it definitely felt underwhelming to people who were rooting uh, for a team that the Astros defeated that postseason, both Yankees fans and Dodger fans alike, really. Um, but as, as a, as a, you know, me asking you, like, what do you think the validity of their, uh, the title? The title was that year. So, I mean, I think that... Knowing what you know now. I think that I look at the team, and I think that they're incredibly talented. I think... But they played in a ballpark that was built like Disneyland. There was a, there was a short 310-yard left field that home, was, rail, home run. That was something that was like, I, I was very it, like... It came out of nowhere. Of course, of course. The fact that the series was so close between the Astros and the Dodgers, you can't help but feel like, okay, no cheating, Dodgers win that. And and that's very fair. I can, I, I agree with that. I mean... It, You're absolutely right. And and then, but then the other, the other spin on that is that last year, a worst Astros team who <laughs> lost pitching still made it to game seven of the American League Championship Series. Yeah. So... It just kind of reminds you, like, even though there was cheating and the ring will always have an asterisk, it will always be viewed uh, in a very dark light, um, rightfully so. The player, people act like these players um, are like, oh, you know, the fact that these guys knew the pitch, it changes everything. And it did. And it did change everything in that Dodgers Absolutely. series. Absolutely. But in terms of going forward, they've proved that, you know, we are still, like, some of the best players in the American League. We, They're still professional baseball players. Yeah. And, and, and great ones at that. And so... Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know the 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 2017 season, and we'll never know. We never know, we'll never know the details of the 2018 and 2019. That's all going to be covered up by Manfred. It seems like we're never going to know. Yeah. Um, but but I think it, I think you brought up a great relevant point that players as players as professionals, you know, they've given their whole life to be a professional baseball player. Yeah. But when you get in those certain situations, what are you going to do? You're dedicated to a franchise. Yeah, there's you know, you're, the, there's you know, the classic. You're, you're, in, you're in some sort of like fourth dimension cheating s- syndrome. And some of the players probably come on board after it's already activated and they don't know what to do and they don't want to whistleblow on their teammates. And it, it's a super yeah. complex issue. It and is. It's hard to know who to blame. Yeah. Uh, I, I always maintain that Carlos Beltran was probably the instigator. Um, I've just heard a lot of reports about that. And it's, it's, it's something we'll never know. It's something we'll yeah. never know. Well, how will that affect Carlos Beltran's uh, Hall of Fame bid? He it wants won't. to have at some point. It won't. And then how about Altuve and Bregman are both going to be on the ballot at some point yep. in their careers? Would um, you? Uh, do you think Jose Altuve? Yeah. Do you think he is a Hall of Fame candidate? And I think in your in your un 
with with prejudice opinion with no cheating scandal i think it's without a doubt he's a hall of famer with the cheating scandal it's going to raise a lot of questions and i think based on what what stat though uh for altuve for me for me it's mvp for me it's the 2017 or 20 2017 yeah mvp i think him being you know i think in 2016 he was a top three mvp i think him being that second baseman that, you know, how many second basemen have won the MVP in, in, in history of baseball? It's not a lot not of people. Lot. I mean, lot. Cano never did it. Um, you look at some of the other second basemen in the league. I mean, I mean for it, a second it, baseman it, to really take over the AL in terms of offense, obviously Judge was like the powerhouse that year. Of course, of, sure, of course. And, 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 and Trout's always and been kind of like the guy in, in the rear view near. It's like every player in the AL is always looking at, well, Mike Trout's the favorite. For me, I'm gonna chime in and say that for for Altuve, it's it's gonna be a he'll be on the ballot and he'll be on the ballot for many years. It's just that if the writers respect him and if he maybe comes out with some sort of you know apology or you know a, you know acknowledgement that you know maybe 2016 or 2017, I'm sorry, what wasn't wasn't you know right. It's it's gonna hurt him a little bit, but I mean, I think with with him coming out, it, it's so far it's it seems like he is gonna be, of course, a clear favorite to be. I, I would I would agree. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, so I'm looking at his numbers right now, and from from 2014 batting yeah. title, 2016 batting title, 2017 346 average batting title. And leads uh, the AL in so those those in, are all of him numbers. Of course, of yeah. course. And yeah, leads the AL in hits. Uh, he puts up thirty two stolen bases, puts up twenty four homers. Gets. The I mean, it, 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 it's it's a guy like Jeff Kent that's never won the MVP in his career. Actually, no, he won the he MVP did. once. I'm sorry, won the MVP once. But being such a dominant second baseman, it, and you know what, he Solid. in my mind he's a Hall of Famer because of the he almost put up third base. Third baseman statistics in at a second base position. He was an all-time slugger. He won the 2000 or 2000. I think it was 2000. I'm getting my dates a little wrong, but 2001. I think, I think 2000 MVP. 2000 MVP, and he had Barry Bonds on his team, who's won who won 2001 to 2004, and so he had MVPs on his roster every single year. But he won the 2000 MVP by putting up numbers that were just undescribable. And so I bring up Jeff Kemp because I think he was the last second baseman to win the MVP. Okay. I, I look at I look at second basemen as kind of like that player that's you know not like a superstar, like a shortstop or a third baseman or a first baseman, where it's like first and third are going to put up power numbers, but short and second are going to be more more of the athletic. It's, it's the hot corner. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so being a second baseman for me and putting up the MVP numbers is kind of just like, wow, that's kind of like a milestone number. Like you're a well-rounded player. You think of a Joe Morgan, you think of a Rogers Hornsby, yeah. you think of a all-time, almost a Ryan Sandberg. You think of an all-time yeah. second baseman. As you know, almost once in every twenty years, you're going to get a second baseman that's going to win the MVP. And, and, and I guess the big so, the, the, going back to me. going back to your question to me about is Altuve on that level of Hall of Fame status? I just compare him to some of those guys. And is he going to have the career of Joe Morgan? No. Is he going to have the career of Rogers Hornsby? No. But if you look at Altuve's prime five years, say factor in the MVP and then the ring, which will have a smudge, and the MVP will have a bit of a smudge as well. But you look at the prime years. Uh, even before the 2017 scandal, he was bat batting champion multiple times. Yeah. I think his his peak aligns with some of those guys. Not that he's better than those guys, but, but I think what do you, what do you think he's is, in the class? What do you think his legacy is in the MLB? Well, we'll see what uh, the Astros think, do, can do. Do you think he's a tradable player? Do you think I mean, he's an asset? I would, think would the Dodgers hire him? 
Is no, basically no. The, or, or, the, or the Padres. I mean, so the Dodgers. The, the Dodgers know that the Padres maybe. I think. I don't, no. I don't. I'm not looking at his contract right now. I don't know when he's going to be a free agent, but I would not be surprised if he wants to be a career Astro. Um, I think he's kind of been. I think he should be a, a career. Uh, 2009 was, I think, the last time I saw he was an Astro. So I think his his only option is a career Astro. And then so, but and then I think his legacy will be as an Astros great. So, he, so he's embedded himself as to being a career Astro. I think. I so. think so. Yeah. But ba- yeah. based on based on the fact that you know, um, he's a fan favorite. I, I think he, he means more to the Astros than he would a lot of other teams. Because of what he's done there, is he the only Astro in your guys' opinion that is that of that relevancy? I think Bregman and Correa are both more likely to leave. Yeah, you know, you got you guys are AL guys, Mm -hmm. I'm an AL guy. Mm -hmm. It's still a synonymous ball game, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. there's intelligence. Yeah, yeah, but definitely, yeah. But who has the best intelligence? That's of course, of course. And, and I mean, the Dodgers I mean, are definitely one of the best run organizations. And, 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 and wrapping up kind of the whole conversation, it's it's. I mean, right now for me, it's it's Dodgers. I'm I'm extremely jealous of because it seems like they just get all the. I mean, they got the free agent signing of the offseason. They got Trevor Bauer. Yeah. They have the right. the, the the farm system of almost the decade because it's it, it the two thousands you just look at the decade it's just like which they've always Seeger, Bellinger, I mean just top guys Dude, coming out. It's unreal. Coming yeah. out of the coming out of the team. I mean I'm I'm extremely <laughs> But why don't the Angels have that though? It, 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 it comes back to the intelligence thing you mentioned. I I'll, think I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll say Albert Pujols, Josh Hamilton, Vernon Wells, you you're you're talking about Great. three Hall years. <laughs> you're talking about three years of Missing out on, and you know what, baseball. It's funny. You get you miss out on a first round draft pick. You know what? In baseball, that's not a big deal because there are so many Hall of Famers that come out of the second through fifth round that are kind of just like almost forgotten about. But you miss out on so many draft picks out of the first round, as the Angels did with you know getting Vernon Wells, with getting Albert Pools, with getting Josh Hamilton, with getting C.J. Wilson. I think that they were living too much in the now and they were looking at let's let's win a championship this year and next year. Whereas, you know, some teams are, you know what, we're gonna take a hit this year. We're gonna we're gonna finish second or third, but let's let's get some strong farm system. And with me, I mean, I'm a big guy. I've I've learned from the mistakes of the Angels. I'm a big guy where it comes to the farm system is the backbone. It is the the Absolutely. the foundation of an organization. Absolutely, you which, cannot which, win. Which not as a Dodger fan, uh huh. Because I'm not arrogant. Yeah, but the Dodgers have proven that. Of course, it, I, it, I I I mean, it's a track record. I I, I, I look at I look at Will Smith. I look at Bellinger. There's an investment. Of course, do. of course. I look at Will Smith, Bellinger. I look at Lux. I look at Seager. Yeah, it has. It, it comes down to yeah, like you said, it's an investment. You look towards the minor leagues, and you know you try to get the right talent scouts. You try to get the right uh, development coaches, and you you get the get the right players in the draft. And um, it, the Dodgers have proven that they really earned the spot that they're on right now. They're on the kind of the top of the MLB. Uh, it's really no no question about it. And uh, they've definitely earned that spot. And I think they'll be there for a, a little. Although while. there's no guarantee the Dodgers will win the pennant this season. Of course, yeah, of course, not by any means. And, and a- anything can happen in a baseball series in the playoffs. They could lose a it's five a game season. series course, to the Padres or the uh, Braves, or you know, it could be a myriad of teams. Yeah. And, but and, 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 and and that's where a long season, in my opinion, comes into effect. Where you get the overall, and and, and that's why it's in the World Series champion, it's not always the the best the best team in June. It's the best team at the end of the season that finishes hot. It's the best team that finishes, you know, throughout the season. I go back to 2015. 
the Royals. They were a team that finished hot. They were a team that were all homegrown. You look at 2016, almost all homegrown. Rizzo, yeah. Bryant, Baez, Addison Russell. And then you look at some of the pitchers You know, in, in Hendricks. You look at 17 in the Astros. Correa, Bregman, Altuve, Gurriel. Mm-hmm. Um, some, and, and some of the, the players are all homegrown. 18 as well. Mookie Betts, Bogarts, Devers, yeah. all homegrown. 19, of course, as well. In, in the Nationals, Soto, Rendon, I mean, Strasburg. I, for me, I have a big preference in homegrown players are going to win you a championship because they are organizational organizational guys that have been That's raised. That's the investment of baseball. Of course, of course. You you look at a lot of guys, and of course, you need a, you need a big free, free agent signing with, you know, when it comes to this August or July. But in my opinion, the homegrown players are what wins championships. I look at back at even the Angels in 2002. Tim Salmon, Anderson, Erstad, Spezio, Eckstein. Those guys are guys that were honestly all-star in the minor leagues, and they all flourished into minor, major league players. And that's what I look like in this year. With I look at you know Angels' top prospects, Marsh and Adele, uh, Detmers as well as a pitcher, Chris Rodriguez, who's already in the in, in, on the on the team as well mm-hmm. as well as well as Walsh. I look at those guys as you know these are guys that can lead us to the promised land. And it leads with every organization. I, I, I think you kind of answered the big question we kind of wanted to dig into today, which was, you know, the, the length of this Dodgers and team and how far can they continue this dynasty? And Great the, question. The fact, the fact that they have homegrown uh, their way to a ring already uh, with, you know, guys like Seager, Bellinger. We've, oh, said, we've well, said the names, but yeah. the fact that they've done it so far and they still have youth on the come up tells me that they're going to be around for a while. I think it calls for a cheers. And, and, and you're a stats guy, but whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't matter. What a Cheers. what what a what a Hall of Fame segment right there. Yeah, let's do it. Post it. All right. Put it on. Put it on. Travis, uh, before we go, we have to mention that we uh, just indulged ourselves on some Nitro Irish Stout beers. I think it was a great compliment to our sort of uh, discussion we had today. Most definitely, yeah. I think it would just be a waste of calories if we didn't mention the fact that we uh, enjoyed a nice drink while recording. And uh, yeah, it'd be a shame not to bring it up to the people. So from and also from the fine town of Breckenridge, Colorado. Yeah, a nice little Irish shouts stout. out big time. It was very very enjoying. It was a smooth drink. My dad actually bought it for cheap. Uh, he was very proud of his fine twelve so. pack for twelve ninety nine. And it tastes At like a, it tastes like a Guinness. It tastes like a Guinness. So very very underrated. We'll be picking that up they're, again. They're, they're, they're the in Red the Sox future. of the stouts. You didn't see it coming. Underrated. Didn't see it coming, but uh, turned out to be great. So. Uh, I can't wait to see what we're gonna have next week. Yeah, so I I I want to uh, I want to uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been a, a great episode. Uh, looking forward to what's to come in the league next week. Uh, we will see you guys uh, there. So thanks for listening. Presented by Tool Tools Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>